0: We have a very, very special guest with me here today. Vintage dealer and owner of luxury, vintage and consignment store, Recess LA, and also a dear friend of mine, Marie Monsad.
1: Hi. Thanks for being here. Of course, thank you for having
0: me. Oh my gosh, you look fabulous as always. <laughs> Marie's wearing this incredible black silk blouse and a ton of gold jewelry, which she, told she put on for me, which I'm so honored. You're of course. <laughs> very on brand for both of us. And then denim pants and these adorable Gucci, like patriotic rhinestone <laughs> shoes with like a hint of green. You, you aren't my spirit animal. I don't know who is. <laughs> it's so good. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Excellent. There's, you know, just a calm Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. In the middle of construction. <laughs> right. right of During a pandemic. Yeah, just, you know, your average Wednesday. Exactly. So I have so many questions. for you. <laughs> and selfishly, I was saying to you earlier, selfishly, this is exciting for me because we have only known each other through the guise of my jewelry brand and your clothing brand or your clothing store and only known each other as adults. So now we get to dig in and find out more about, you know, the past life of Marie <laughs> and the past lives of Marie. <laughs> and my middle name is Marie. So I've oh, always felt close really? to you. Yes. Oh my gosh. I didn't,
1: I didn't know that. I've only
0: met people with middle names of,
1: who- It's always a middle name. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. So fun
1: fact. Cool.
0: What was little Marie like?
1: She was, she was daring, she was mm. curious. um I grew up mostly as an only child, and um I had boy cousins, and so we did all boy things, so we would you know collect bugs and we were curious and would literally take a magnifying glass and put it to a fly and see if it would burn and it, and it would. <laughs> um we used to do crazy things and get into so much trouble one in particular um that is so vivid in my memory is uh taking blankets and putting them on the staircase and taking um my cousin one of my cousins and putting him in a laundry basket and trying to (laughs) slide him down down stairs and um and we were just so we we were just so curious so we just Did a lot of boy stuff, so I guess I was kind of tomboyish when I was a kid.
0: I love that. Well, you wouldn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Beautifully (laughs) blinged out and so stylish. When did your sense of style come to fruition?
1: Um, I feel like I've always, um, you know, been into it ever since I was a kid. Um, My mom was sort of the um, biggest influence for me. She had such great style, such a fun closet. And I would go in there and one dress in particular, I would always dream that when I got taller, I would wear that dress. Um, It was black and it had this amazing beaded cuff and beaded shoulders and just looked so dynasty. And she used to wear it to events. And so I remember that dress in my mind so clearly that one day I was going to have that.
0: (laughs) I love that. What industry were your parents in?
1: So they were in real estate, um, which is another reason why I love vintage so much. And so I went to a lot of open houses with them. And I would literally have a notebook and collect all the open house flyers and punch, hole punch them, and put them in there, and keep track of every house that we would <laughs> visit. Um, and then my dad got into uh, working for the SEC, and my mom also worked for the city, for the city of Beverly Hills. So they were like government people.
0: And you're LA born and raised. Yes. So you're a unicorn. Yes. <laughs> they don't make them like that, right? Very often. <laughs> so have you lived anywhere else, or LA your whole life?
1: I only lived in Santa Barbara when I went to college there, wow. and pretty much LA has been my life.
0: So you, you love LA. LA's been good to you?
1: Yeah. LA's been very good. <laughs> I love
0: that. I love that.
1: And did you guys stay in one area in LA or did you move yeah, around? Yeah. Pretty there? much just around here. Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. And You're we're in, in the Mid-City area right now. Yes. We're at my LA office in Mid-City and Marie's beautiful store is four blocks walking, walking distance. <laughs> And I initially met you because I used to work out at a you know workout studio that was next door to you. Yes, and would strategically plan my workouts so that when I got out, you guys would be open. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just been this like you know vintage love affair for four plus you know four ish years. I want to say yeah, definitely. and I don't think that there's been a single photo shoot that I've done. That I've either been in or produced since meeting you that hasn't had a piece from Recess LA. I'm actually, actually wearing yeah. the first
1: piece I ever bought from you. I was gonna say, yes, this is.
0: I'm wearing a cream-colored kimono, and this is the first piece I ever bought from you. Yeah, I remember this. I mean, I can't even tell you how often I've worn this. <laughs> um, what was your first memory of fashion?
1: So it was definitely my mom. The, the dress. Yeah, the dress, yeah. and um, her her glasses. I mm. would I would put on her glasses. I would put on her heels. Um, I just really loved playing in there. So definitely my mom. And I think going to open houses and going to antique stores, you know, I was always just around it. So yeah. I
0: love that. So between finding, you know, having a love affair with your mother's beautiful dress, beaded dress, and opening your showroom in 2010, what was the journey in between then like?
1: So um, I also wanted to be a lawyer. Mm. Um, So I never thought that vintage would ever be my career. Um, But I've always loved anything that, you know, required being creative. So I love baking and cooking and, um, you know, interior design is a big thing. Um, And uh, so that was always... On you know, on like the back of my you know head, like as just like more fun hobby you know kind of thing, um, and then never thought that it could like be a career. Um, I'm Filipino, so uh, my family is very you know school oriented and job oriented, and um, but I I did I was really interested in law, so I actually. Uh, majored in law and society at UCSB, and I was gonna go that route. And um, while working at my law firm as a paralegal, I just it, there was it just was pulling me um, to you know be creative and do something in fashion. And I was going to actually start like my own line with a friend um, who was dating my cousin at the time. Um, and then my cousin actually passed away from a uh, from a motorcycle accident and it just completely changed everything. Um, so because I have always loved vintage, I thought, you know what? maybe this, maybe this is what I'm gonna get into. And um, so I chose not to start a clothing line and chose vintage instead. And uh, so yeah, how old were you? Um, this was um over 12 years ago now 12 years ago mm-hmm.
0: and had you already had your own personal vintage collection
1: had you been definitely yeah. <laughs> I assume so yeah yeah I definitely um have been collecting for a long time for myself and um funny enough I was at a flea market and there was this really fun beaded atop, top and it was way too small for me but it was something that I was like oh my god if I had a vintage store, this is exactly what I would have in there. So I literally bought it and came home, showed my husband Ian and said, I'm going to, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to open a vintage business. And he looked at me and was like, okay. <laughs> and I can see him in my yeah, saying yeah. that to you. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, okay, well, you're going to need a lot more than that one top. mm mm-hmm. So then I just started collecting and collecting and collecting, and the next thing you know, I'm opening a studio, and yeah, which ironically the rest is, is around the corner which from where we're where right we are here. now. Yeah, exactly. That's insane. Yeah.
0: Um, how long have you and Ian been together?
1: We have been together collectively for nineteen years. That's
0: incredible. Yeah,
1: and this May will be thirteen years yeah wow. that we've been married
0: that's amazing yeah <laughs> what's the secret sauce cuz you guys live you guys are married and you also work together
1: yes <laughs> what's the secret sauce um to be honest we just really like being around each other I love that. um and he's so supportive of anything i want to do i was really supportive when he was in the bar world um and I don't know, we just really um, respect each other's goals and ambition and I think that's sort of like the main ingredient is just respecting each other. And of course we have our moments. Um, as we all do. As we all do, but yeah, he's just been um, like a really big fan of anything that I wanted to do.
0: One thing that I really appreciate of you both is that it's. I can tell you have fun Yeah. doing what you do. And I think that the environment is the variable. I think that you guys and your your outlook on life and how you how you approach your situations or your circumstances is why you guys have so much fun. It is always a joy to be around you, even just to watch you on social media. I'm like they're just having the best time. They're doing the most mundane or like the worst task ever and having that the makes best it look- time. <laughs> It's so fun.
1: Yeah, we really do. Um, The whole point of calling um, the store recess is because this is supposed to be like your fun time as an adult, like to come in and dress up and play with fun stuff. And so that's why we actually call the store recess because we just have so much fun.
0: As a client of yours, I can speak to that wholeheartedly. That is what it feels like. Yeah. It feels like, you know, in a state of reality (laughs) and this fun, this fun environment where you can just be
1: anything you want to be yeah it's like
0: grown-up dress up it is
1: it's just grown-up dress up
0: it's the best yeah how long before Ian was part of your company
1: so um so like I said earlier Ian used to actually be in the whole bar world I had no idea yeah um so he's
0: such a good model now for you yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's a great model
1: <laughs> he has a great body uh, <laughs> Um, But yeah, no. So Ian, his whole life um, started when he was uh, basically 14 um, on the Sunset Strip, started working at um, the Viper Room. Wow. Yes. um, Doing like because he was 14, so he couldn't obviously be on the main floor. So he would literally do, you know, um, odds and ends and clean and all of that and just loved it so much and learned the business. And, um, and worked so many places all over Hollywood and ultimately ended up owning the Key Club for four years. And, um, and then that ended and um, was opening up a bar on Melrose. And uh, the day of inspections, he was hit by a car on Melrose and that, completely changed his life um this is about seven years ago now six six seven years ago I'm so he's okay. yeah mm-hmm. so um it was a long recovery he had to have full fusion back surgery and it was a tough recovery and being in that world you're on your feet all day you're dealing with customers you're open you know not only during you know bar hours, which goes into two, three and four in the morning, but then you're there in the morning for administrative and all of that stuff. So it just was really taking a toll. So um, he decided to leave the industry, which was a big decision for him. Um, And at that time, my business was starting to really grow and I needed help. And it just kind of W- worked out that he was going to come into the business and leave that world and join mine.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And you guys haven't looked back. And we
1: haven't looked back. Yeah. That's incredible. So, what part, what point of your career was that? Were you still in the showroom? So, the showroom was um, okay. So, I've been doing this for about 11 years. Mm-hmm. The first four ish years was at the studio. Um, I decided to open Recess. um, This July will be eight years ago. Incredible. Same location. Same location. And um, so, yeah. So eight years ago.
0: Incredible. Why this area?
1: Um, So I really felt like there wasn't a vintage store slash consignment store in this area i've tra- we've traveled to so many places and i just felt like there wasn't a store like that here so um i decided to close the studio and and be a brick and mortar to be open to the public
0: what was the format of the studio so it wasn't open to public it was no appointment only it was appointment only yeah is it were you loaning
1: product out or was it was it for purchase it was for purchase, it was for purchase. yeah it was for purchase and i um, was doing vintage shows oh, okay um around la which is how i built my clientele
0: amazing mm-hmm. and you still do some vintage shows as well
1: yeah so i definitely do vintage shows um i'm a part of a current affair and pickwick
0: Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I went and visited you a couple weekends ago. I really just shock you guys. (laughs) I know, right? Where are Marie and Ian going to be this weekend? Let's go there. (laughs) What advice do you have for people working with their significant others?
1: Um, I really feel like you have to respect each other's, um, decisions. Um, and also, um, you know, for, for Ian and I, when we're at the store, we're at the store and it's business and whatever decisions we make are for the good of the store, regardless if one of us disagrees, Mm -hmm. um, it's always for the benefit of the business. And I think that's sort of the main thing at the end of the day, he respects my decisions. You know, um, he always says, you know, you're the boss and, um, and you know, it's, uh, it's, like, I, again, it's just like that support, you know.
0: He said the sweetest compliment to me the last time I was in the store because I assumed that you guys were partners in the business. And he goes, Oh, she's yeah. the boss. I'm the intern. Yeah. I'm the unpaid intern. Okay, yeah. And you're just too much. Slash model. Most importantly, most importantly, he is the yes. boss of Reset. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. What does your team look like now?
1: So, we used to have a larger team. Um, obviously, during the uh, pandemic we had to um, close down and um, so currently it is Ian and I and um, our now friend Erica who is literally in charge of our entire e-commerce department and recently we just hired an employee that we had um, working for us uh, two years ago. Amazing. So yeah. Amazing. Well, I mean,
0: it looks—you would never know it. I mean, what you guys do—it seems like there's a massive machine behind it. Oh my so you god! Must wear your tails off.
1: <laughs> we really do. Do it's you twenty four seven?
0: All the time. Yes. Do you take weekends?
1: No. No. So unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, we don't. Um, especially during the pandemic, it was just Ian and I. Um, you know, we were able to open in June, which was great. Um, and it was literally us in the store every single day um and we used to be open monday through sunday but now on sundays we decided okay we do need that day however it becomes work correct <laughs> yeah
0: but behind the scenes stuff that you can't necessarily get done during the week exactly I, yeah. I I remember working in retail and just thinking i don't know how you guys do it because when you're on the floor you're on and yeah. you're you know catering to your customers and your clientele and you're organizing the store but that's not really the work. There's so much work that goes into producing and creating that storefront and making it function.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's, you know, it's a lot of customer service. It's, you know, making sure that inventory is, you know, kept well, you know, there's so many things to keep track of. And so, yeah, a lot of it will happen when the store's closed and we'll be there working for a few hours, you know. One
0: thing that I really respect about you so much, and that makes me, I mean, I adore you, obviously, as a human, and your product is (laughs) incredible, your eye is unparalleled, but what I love so much about the environment that you've created is that you make all of your customers feel like they are the most important people when they come into your store, and then it's almost like a personal shopping experience, even, but you know, pre-pandemic when the store was packed, it still was this one-on-one experience with you and your staff. So yes. where does that come from? And where did that knowledge come from to know how to do that? Or
1: is it just your God-given grad- gift? I don't know. I guess um I guess it's just something that I that I have that I um am able to um you know, I it's weird. Um I if, if I'm at a grocery store and someone is looking for something, for some reason, they come up to me and ask for my help. Mm. So maybe it's because I'm approachable. I don't know what it is. But, um, you know, I definitely am grateful to anyone who even comes into the store. And so I just feel like I want to give everyone attention and make sure they're getting the help that they need. And also because it's vintage and one of a kind, and there's only one of everything. So you kind of have to you know, ask what they need, or if they need any help, because it's not just going into a regular store where there's tons of sizes, or, you know, right. So just, I feel like attention to detail is something that I have. So I think I carry that on to, you know, people,
0: I mean, I see it and I feel it as your customer and also as someone who like observes, yeah. you know, you from afar. I, and
1: definitely because um, a lot of my customers have now become my friends. Mm-hmm. It sort of becomes a little bit of a social, you know, hour when someone comes in and I want to see how they're doing and where they wear that dress and all of that. So. I mean, I feel like I've lived so
0: many lives since I've known you. It's crazy <laughs> to think that like I've been through so much and recess has been Alongside that journey, oh. <laughs> and the clothes that I have are also part of those memories. It's yeah. like a very special connection that I have. It is, and
1: there is a special connection to vintage, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why we love it so much. You know, there's that piece that speaks to you that you didn't know you were gonna find, and it just can make your event or, you know, your occasion or whatever it is, your just everyday, you know, wardrobe, you know, different and unique.
0: You have such a knowledge for vintage. When did you start studying the history of vintage? It just
1: sort of um, came along once I, you know got into the business. So I would get a piece and research it and um, learn about the designer and um, because I, I love it so much, I want to know the history behind it. and it just sort of happens it just sort of happens when you're in it, you know.
0: I love that. Do you outsource anything within your business or is it pretty much everything done in house? So pretty much everything is done in
1: house. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely go sourcing for things, um, but yeah, pretty much it's our team that is handling the business.
0: I'd love to talk about sourcing and your buying trips and what that looks like because I have a big idea based on my own buying trips for right. materials and manufacturers and jewelry but I would love to know like what a trip, a day in the life on a trip buying trip looks like.
1: they are a lot of work, mm-hmm. but there's so much fun. Um, one of the places we love going to is Japan, for instance. And, you know, anywhere we go, really, we have a schedule. Um, so, you know, Monday is okay. So we map it out Tuesday we map it out. Um, and then we always leave room for, a really fun dinner at the end of each day.
0: <laughs> I love watching yeah. those stories when you guys are out eating at all the fun places. We love it. Yeah. The best. Yeah. How long are your trips normally?
1: Um, it just varies, but pretty much like four, four or five days. And then Japan's longer like 10, 10 days. so
0: fun and when you say map it out are you going to do you have private appointments
1: do you have stores that you go to? yeah so there's stores that we go to um, there can be appointments that happen along the way once we're tra- once we're meeting people mm-hmm. and flea markets as well so yeah so fun so does Japan have amazing flea markets so Japan flea markets um, are interesting it's they're mixed um, you know like any other flea market there's furniture houseware, um clothing um they're they don't really have a ton of vintage that um you would think um a lot of kimonos you know but they do have specific markets for vintage dealers kind of like how you have here fascinating so they're more shows not necessarily flea markets oh
0: i see mm-hmm. um speaking of shows and vintage vendors in los angeles it is such a joy to watch the community that is behind the vintage dealers mm-hmm. and the vintage store owners yeah, in definitely. the greater LA area. You guys are so supportive. And as someone in the fashion industry, it's not common. It's a very it's a very unique niche of of people who are truly supportive of each other and want each other to succeed. And it's not as cutthroat as the industry that I do, right. for
1: example. Right. Can you speak to that a little bit more? Yeah, definitely. It's um it's because I think we all share the um a common interest which is that we really appreciate and love what we do. I mean, we have such a passion for vintage. So, I think that's what um connects us all. And um, you know, we understand what it takes to run this kind of business. Um, It's not easy because, you know, we can't just manufacture and, you know, call and place an order and they get delivered. We literally have to source them and um, fix, clean, you know, there's a lot of things involved. And that's a lot of energy into one piece. And, you know, and if you have an online presence, you know, you're photographing that one piece and how many hours go into that one piece. So, Um, I think that we support each other in a sense of, you know, when somebody has something amazing, you just can't help but like be happy for that person and appreciate what they have. Um, There is competition though. You know, it's, it's a competitive world because there's, like I said, you can't just call and make these pieces. So, um, so you literally have to, you know, find them and, and, you know, it's tough. Where
0: do you get your competitive nature from?
1: I think, um, since I was a kid, Mm -hmm. I've always been competitive. The
0: tomboy, the tomboy days. Exactly.
1: Um, you know, whether it's playing a game, video games with my cousins, I was very, like, I had to win. Um, yeah, I definitely started as a kid.
0: I love that. Does Ian have that competitive strand as well?
1: It's different. It's a different type. Yeah, it's different. Um, He does, but not like me. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, it's. I feel like you know, fashion versus the restaurant industry. I grew up in the restaurant industry, so Mm -hmm. that resonates with me a lot. I can Mm -hmm. see how he was part of that, based on you know how he creates that community within the space for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Um. But that's interesting. Yeah, I definitely have the competitive. Yeah. Me too. Definitely. (laughs) Do you find that it's competitive? You're competitive with other people or more with yourself?
1: Um, I think it's a combination, you know, I'm definitely hard on myself and competitive with myself. Um, and, um, at the same time, you know, like you said, the community is very supportive of each other, but there is competition too. At the end of the day, you know, we're all trying to, um, you know, run a business. And, um, so I, I think that's just like a natural part of running a business.
0: Right. And I applaud you so much for being able to pivot, you know, an uncountable amount of times during the pandemic. Can you walk us through what that looked like and where you are kind of on the other side of it?
1: Yeah, so um uh with um so pre-pandemic um our, you know, um the majority of our business was um on the sales floor in the store. Um we've had an online presence for um 5 years now. Um, but we didn't, uh, you know, consider it like we considered on, on the side basically. And during the pandemic, we were like, okay, this is going to be the avenue to conduct business. So we put all our efforts into online, um, social media, really relying heavily on Instagram, which has been amazing. And, um, and My friend, Richard, who um, actually owns A Current Affair, um, you know, had to pivot as well. And he was talking to me one day and said, I think we're going to have to do something like virtual. We can't have these shows anymore in person, so we're going to have to do something like that. And I remember telling him, like, oh, my God, I am not going to go on camera. I'm a very behind the scenes kind of girl. I do not go on camera, and he was, and I was like, I'll, I'll make Ian do it, and he was like, No, 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 no. He's like, You're not going to make Ian do it. You are going to do it. And I was really nervous. I had to practice like the whole week before I went on, and you know, write out what I was going to say, and um, and I was so nervous. And now that I've done a few, it's definitely easier and easier. But yeah, I, I think you're n- great at it. I never saw myself doing virtual live shows ever.
0: Well, you're spectacular at it. And Ian, your model is lovely yeah, as well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's definitely been a huge part of pivoting is um, relying on online and these virtuals and having to really put myself out there more than I ever would <laughs>
0: totally. and with the store you how long were you guys closed
1: we were closed for three months three months so yeah and not too bad You really
0: ramped up your online yes and your your online presence definitely during that time mm-hmm. and now you're doing both
1: yes so now yes.
0: the online business is a full-fledged you know beast in and it of itself and you're also open and you're also
1: expanding yes <laughs> explain <laughs> Um, There's never a dull moment. I know. So (laughs) before the pandemic, we were actually um, going to take a space, um, just a few doors down in the same building. We were, you know, actually we took the space. I mean, we, um, you know, started building it out, and then on the shutdown happened, and. We were like okay so we never even thought that we were going to get rid of that space we thought we were going to still do it we had um no idea how long it would be but then as time went on we realized that it wasn't going to be such a smart move so we so we gave up the space and um now fast forward to this um january um the opportunity for us to open next door um, came about. Literally
0: directly next Like door. literally like directly next door. We're like
1: sharing that. a wall. Mm-hmm. And um, so we saw this opportunity to take that space and combine both spaces. So it feels serendipitous and weird that we were trying to do it last year and now doing it this year, a year later. Um, so yeah, it feels right.
0: Amazing. And you're not just expanding more collection of clothing and shoes and accessories, you're also doing home.
1: Yes. So, um, when I actually came up with the idea to be in this business, I, um, wanted to have home on the left or right, um, have on one side, have, you know, clothing on the other side and then have a cafe in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. But that was obviously going to be a big undertaking, and and you know for someone that was just going to be starting off, um, we started with the studio, and then obviously recess, and so I like like I said earlier, have always loved homeware too because I was exposed to it as a kid, going to antiques uh, stores with my parents, and going to open houses and going to flea markets. So um, I love it just as much as I do clothing. So we're going to do um, vintage uh, like lights and um, small chairs, like nothing huge, more like decor for your home.
0: That's amazing. And I've seen little glimpses of your beautiful home on the (laughs) interwebs. And I just, I can't wait to see the things that you've curated in the store based on just what your beautiful home looks like.
1: Thank you. Yeah. We're excited too. (laughs) It's
0: definitely an extension of the clothing. I see a similar aesthetic. Like I can envision it in my mind, but I can't wait to see that come to life.
1: Yeah, it's definitely an extension.
0: And a little birdie told me that you're going to have a whole shoe
1: department too. We're going to try to have like a whole shoe wall. I don't know if that's going to happen, but yeah, it's part of the plan.
0: Incredible. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's incredible. So you have your team, you have your wonderful husband, you have your parents. Who else is in your
1: support system? Um, I mean, those are pretty much the people that are involved in... Um, you know, my day-to-day, of course, you know, I have some great friends that are very supportive. Um, Richard, you know, who I talked about, has been very supportive and such a good friend. Um, And, um, you know, you can bounce so many ideas and just talk about, you know, because this is pretty much our life. So um, we talk about it and he's been a great, Great friend.
0: I've yet to meet him, but I've heard from multiple sources how wonderful he is. Yeah. just like such an angel. Yes, the man.
1: He's he's such a good person.
0: I love that. Yeah, I love hearing that, especially in a crazy town like LA. I mean, I have found like some gems here, but there's also there's good and bad. Yeah, exactly. So to find that the salts of the salts of the earth. Yes, <laughs> such a blessing. What does your self care look like? I know that's such a buzzword that we have, you know, floating yeah. around. But, but how does Marie love on Marie?
1: So, it's I don't really um as much as I love massages and, you know, getting my nails done, I don't really have time for for it, unfortunately. Um, but I guess what I do really make time for is travel. Mm-hmm. Um that, to me, is my self-care and something that I like to invest in. Um, it's just good for the soul, you know, it's for just everything. good for everything. and Um, You know immersing yourself in another culture and eating their foods and meeting people and you know checking out their architecture and um, It's I just we just love it so much. So it's
0: so good for checking perspective and yeah, and um, I'm sure it influences your store so much definitely yeah
1: perspective is a big big thing
0: totally When things open up fully again, where where are you traveling?
1: so Funny enough, we were saying that the first place we want to go to is Japan. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How many times have you been there? We've been there four times, and we can't get enough of it. Wow. Yeah.
0: My family, my mom and her siblings and my grandparents lived in Japan for a couple years when she was in high school. So cool. It's on my bucket list, too.
1: Oh, my gosh. You will love it.
0: I'm going to come back, so I think I'm going to wait till I go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) What do your morning and evenings look like? Do you have a specific routine? I only ask this because you have such a grace about you and such a composure to your demeanor. So I'm like, how do I hack
1: this? Like I'm I so do? inspired
0: by you as a human. What does that look like?
1: Um, well, first you're very sweet to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, it it varies, you know, I, I love running. Um, so when um, we could go to the gym, I loved going to the gym and using that time to run and release and work out. Um, now we just run on the streets um, because we can't go to the gym yet. Um, but uh, you know, just your normal like breakfast and you know. <laughs> What's your breakfast like? Um, So funny enough, I'm really lucky because my parents live five houses down from me.
0: Incredible. We didn't
1: plan that at all. It just sort of happened. And, you know, being Filipino, like I said earlier, um, they can't help but always want to cook for us. And so I'm just really lucky that, you know, I have my mom to always have stuff for us. I'm
0: so jealous. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. We were talking earlier about how... You're a Filipina. My family's from Guam. I'm Chamorro, and so our cuisine is very similar. Yes, very comparable. So we yeah. grew up eating the same things. Yeah, and you know, oftentimes you just don't ask what's in it.
1: You just right. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Some things you know what they what they are, and other things you don't, and you just you just enjoy exactly. Don't ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> just nod and smile. Yeah, that's so funny. Does it feel like work doing what you do?
1: Some days, yeah. I mean, some days it does, you know, feel exhausting mm-hmm. and, you know, you feel like you're a little bit of a hamster and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's it's very exhausting because, as you know, <clears throat> with any business, it's on your mind 24 seven. I mean, you wake up thinking about it. I honestly go to bed thinking about it. It's, your child. it's my child. I'm on my phone answering emails and asking answering questions from DM messages. And And I, you know, and, but at the same time, I love it. You know, um, I wouldn't see it any other way. For the most part, we really don't feel like we're going to work. We feel like we're going to our store. We never know how our days are going to be, who we're going to meet, which has been honestly the most fun part of the business is um, meeting so many people, playing dress up with them, you know, having what I, well, we joke, you know, it's kind of like therapy, like for real therapy when, you know, some customers come in and we talk about their lives and maybe what they're going through and, um, you know, just talk about normal everyday stuff and they don't have to buy anything. And just having that, you know, interaction with someone and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's just, yeah, it's just so much fun. If
0: those walls could speak.
1: Oh my God, <laughs> seriously. Because
0: you've been there for the entirety of your of your brick and mortar. Career. Yeah,
1: definitely. It's incredible. Yeah. And you
0: did have a co-owner in the beginning.
1: Yes. So, um, so we started together, um, but then she had a baby and, um, her family's in Texas. And, um, so they decided to move back. So, um, early on. So, um, so yeah, it, it, you know, and that was only a year. That was only a year. Oh, you're yeah, only a
0: year in, and then mm-hmm. you've been the sole owner since twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. And what did did you buy out, buy her out? How, what did that look like?
1: Um, yeah, we figured out, you know, how to make it work best for both of us that's because so I was going to be taking on a whole new business on my own. So yeah,
0: that's amazing. That's amazing. Are you guys still in contact?
1: We we were in contact, yeah, for a while, and just. Lately, the past few years or so, we just haven't really. But on
0: good terms. Yeah,
1: definitely. That's so respectable. Yeah, definitely. And the last few times I went to to Dallas, I saw her. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that's
0: amazing. I love that. What keeps you going? Where where does Um, that strand of crazy come from?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Where where do you pull that from? I've always had it. Mm -hmm. I've I've always had it. Um. Mm -hmm you know, even in college, you know, partying the night before, and then literally going at 8am to take, you know, a midterm or, you know, um, I've just always had this drive in me. Yeah, we are a kindred spirit. Yeah, exactly. Work
0: hard, party hard. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on the work hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and do you feel like this is your calling.
1: Yeah, I definitely do. I feel like with how things panned out, um, with my friend, um, and us not starting a clothing line with my cousin passing, um, just everything. It just all kind of aligned to, to here. Mm That's amazing. Do you see yourself
0: expanding recess in perpetuity, or do you feel like this is the first of many different chapters? I feel
1: like this is, um, I feel like this is definitely the first of many chapters. Um, should the opportunity present itself that, um, I would have to go outside of recess. I would be open to it. Um, but I think we're definitely focused in making this our thing.
0: I love that. I love that. What does the future look like? I mean, you're expanding like crazy. But what does the future beyond the immediate future look like for recess?
1: So, um, you know, we talked about it a little bit um, earlier that, um, or you and I earlier, that um Ian and I are actually planning on moving out of the country to Paris um, in like a couple of years and hopefully opening a recess there. And because everything can be virtual too, you know, doing virtual things and doing online and, you know, making sure that, you know, um, we're still active here in L.A. And we're planning on keeping recess here in L.A., and opening the store in Paris. That's
0: amazing. I, I, we were speaking earlier, to how the pandemic has given us so many challenges and so many curveballs, but it kind of gave us permission to make the decisions that we saw for our futures in, you know, five, 10 plus years. Exactly. And kind of pulled those pulled those timelines in. We rang them in and we said, no, actually, we're going to give ourselves permission to do this in the short term. Exactly.
1: So this was sort of, um, actually, this was a 10-year plan for Ian and I to move. Um, Again, like I said, we love traveling. Um, What's so amazing when you're there is that you could take an hour flight and you're in Barcelona, a two-hour flight and you're in Morocco. And because we love traveling so much, it's what we want to spend our lives doing. And when you're there, I feel like you just have access to so many amazing places. It's also the lifestyle. And the lifestyle, yeah. Um, You know, I've obviously um, lived here my whole life and um and it, LA's not like New York but it's definitely a hustle and a grind and um to you know kind of change the pace and we're hoping we can do that there
0: i love that and do you so you see yourself maybe not keeping the store in LA
1: we actually in, see ourselves keeping the store in LA
0: incredible yeah
1: and being kind of global amazing yeah. mm mm-hmm.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that. So I you're know. really gonna be like hugely expansive.
1: This is like a I hope so.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I assumed that you would take that storefront with you, but no, you're just gonna open up more more locations and
1: Yeah, yeah. We're you know, this is still our home base. LA is still home, it's always gonna be home. So, you know, I can see us being back here a lot mm-hmm. and hoping that we can manage both. I hope.
0: <laughs> I think you guys can do it. I yeah, think it's I hope a matter so. of just
1: Figuring, it, figuring out. it out, figuring it out, as we
0: always do.
1: Yeah, and there's there's something about this building, um, that and this neighborhood, and this it's neighborhood. So yeah, exactly. So, and all of our customers here, it's like I wouldn't want to lose all of that. Totally. So, and your we'll business see.
0: here is pretty turnkey.
1: I would say, I mm-hmm. mean, you've got
0: your systems down.
1: Yeah, we have it down for sure.
0: Are you a naturally organized person? Yes. 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 Do you have, what systems are behind the scenes of recess that make your world
1: tick? Um, I mean, I just keep a really amazing, um, you know, Excel spreadsheet of everything, you know, from a sale being a resale sale to a shipping set sa- to a shipped sale, um, you know, on obviously my whole entire inventory, um, you know, the inventory that I source is a different list than the inventory from our uh, consigners. Um, you have to be really detail oriented in this business.
0: Very much. so. Cause mm-hmm. you're dealing with one of ones Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Have you ever
0: had a, a piece go missing?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: That's what nightmares are made of. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And stolen for sure. Oh shit. Mm-hmm it happens. Yeah, it happens. What
0: happens when that happens?
1: So um, if it's my piece, it's my piece and that's great. If it's a consignor piece, honestly, I just feel terrible about it. So, you know,
0: usually pay them out.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: It's just like the nature of the business. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I call it like the broken glass or broken plate. It's going to happen, you know, yeah. my
0: dad's my parents are both entrepreneurs but my dad said it's the
1: price of rice exactly it's yeah. the price of doing business there's going to be expenses and costs so totally. it's just part of it
0: what is the biggest expense in your business right now
1: um i would say the biggest exp- expense is inventory
0: inventory mm-hmm. yeah wow. how many pieces do you think you you have on hand i don't even
1: know thousands yeah i don't even know <laughs> a lot a lot lot. yeah
0: how many do you think that you churn through on a daily basis or a monthly basis do you I'm not sure how you track your inventory
1: yeah so we have a software that keeps track of all of that um it's funny I've actually never looked to see how many pieces we've sold in a month I more look at how much we sold that month um but it's it's a lot Yeah. yeah yeah
0: what was your biggest month to date, of your not necessarily the number, but what was that moment like for you?
1: Our biggest month. Um, like
0: was there an aha moment where you were like, Oh, this is this is incredible. This is where I'm supposed to be.
1: Um, I guess it would have to just be where we, you know, had a really amazing sales month. Mm-hmm. And um, it's also a combo, honestly, of like people we've met, um, some, you know some crazy designers that you know you would never think you would meet um, and you know doing these amazing vintage shows and having a really amazing killer show and meeting so many people um, it's sort of like a combination of all of that where you just feel like this is this is this is definitely what I meant to do yeah a mm-hmm. collection
0: of little wins. Yeah, it's
1: like a collection of wins. Yeah, exactly. I love
0: that. What what was the most impactful client that you've had? And that can even be like celebrity to just someone who brought you the most insane collection of goods. What was
1: Again, what was it's that? like it's like a combination of um yeah, like an amazing closet to go through. Um I had one. Uh, had
0: one recently that was. I recently
1: that was really insane. I um, mean and, name, racks, and yeah, racks and racks and yes.
0: and like all of the winners. I remember she, looking at your stories. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah,
1: that was a lot of fun. She was a lady who lived till ninety nine. Wow. And had very amazing style um but yeah i mean it's 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 honestly again like a collection i can't really
0: and you work with a lot of stylists as well i mean your stuff ends up on television and the biggest shows and music videos and the biggest stars and
1: yeah it's fun to see
0: it's cool yeah it's fun to see i feel like similarly when my pieces are featured on a on a you know big celebrity i get just as much joy as someone you know a client of mine coming exactly you know a little like even the least expensive Piece in my collection, but
1: makes them feel so good. Yeah, to exactly. It's the, it's the
0: same rush that I get, and I feel like that's I feel like you you're the same way in that. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. I mean, I just am thinking about, you know, one of my clients. Her name is Lucy. And I love that name. Yes, and she's um she she actually was a celebrity, um but uh she's honestly one of our most favorite customers. Um, I mean, she's a friend to us now, and. Just when I hear her voice come through that back door, it just changes the room and it changes our energy. And we could be having a really, you know, just exhausting kind of day, you know, where things just feel like it's hard and it's not, you know, you're not moving the needle today. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and she'll just come in and she literally lights up the room and, you know, just, we'll just talk and, you know, she'll say, okay, well, all right, guys, just kind of a Southern accent, you know, Mm -hmm. show me, show me what's new. Let me see what's new. Put it out there for me. And we just have a lot of fun. I love that. And -hmm. you know, your client style so well. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that
0: even when I come in, you guys are like, Oh, you should try this. Yeah. Like how about
1: this pleated pan? Definitely. And And I really have a relationship with all of these pieces. Mm So, um, so yeah. So when someone asks me, do you have this? And, and I go through the inventory and I'm like, Yes, we do, or no, we don't, you know, because I just know my pieces so well.
0: And you also track it with your amazing Excel spreadsheet. Oh my
1: God, you have to. I, it's I have major. a hate
0: relationship with Excel. So do I. Yeah, I know. It's so good, but my goodness, is it a thorn in my side?
1: It is a lot.
0: <laughs> it is a lot. Yeah. What other systems do you guys use? You're on Shopify, yes? Yes,
1: we're on Shopify, which thank God for Shopify, to be honest, or all these other online platforms that create a store for you. Mm-hmm. You literally purchase the store inexpensively, by the way, and are able to build your site. And I mean, obviously, there's glitches and there's things that happen. But for the most part, it's been really easy to use and just so user friendly. So, yeah, we love Shopify.
0: I use it as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been a godsend. Yeah. Where did your branding come from? Like the the logo and the black and white. I mean, it's very classic, but where did that, you have your, your specific iconography.
1: Yeah, exactly. That, um, I don't know if you are familiar with Dover books or Dover publications. Um, they, um, came out with these, um, books with symbols and they, I mean, from, let's say, you know, Baroque to Japanese and they're free and you can use their symbols And I literally geeked out and went through a thousand images and somehow picked that one. And also because you can't really tell exactly if it's a girl, if it's a boy. And I don't know. And he was wearing or she was wearing earrings. So it just sort of spoke to me because I love Mm -hmm. earrings so much. So. I went with that one. <laughs>
0: that. And you came out with an, a line of earrings.
1: So I'm going to hopefully. Going to. Yes, okay. I'm going to hopefully. I started the process during the pandemic, but then it got hard to continue because we had to be open at the store every single day. Um, so it's on pause for now, but it's definitely going to be coming. I can't
0: wait for mm-hmm. them. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know how I feel about jewelry, and a chandelier <laughs> earring is just everything. Yeah. How would you describe your personal style?
1: Um, I feel like I'm very eclectic because, um, I just love all periods. There's nothing I don't like. Um, and so, um, you know, some days I'm in the mood for all black and some days I'm, I want to be colorful and just wear a hot pink sweater. I loved that hot pink sweater you yeah. oh, a couple yeah. of times ago. I was like, yes, that color yeah. on you, Marie. Yes. So, and then sometimes I love wearing all my gold jewelry and rings every day, all day on all my fingers. But then I love like a good, large, chunky turquoise piece as well. So it just really depends. Iconic Marie
0: has a ring or multiple rings on every finger. <laughs> when did you create that aesthetic for yourself?
1: I don't know. It just sort of started happening. Like I started building the collection, um, and it just sort of happened. Of course, uh, it doesn't help that I'm friends with um, Larry from Platt Boutique, who has amazing jewelry, and so when you're just around it all the time, you just want to pile it on. <laughs>
0: Suddenly, they end up on your hands, and they won't come on. They're everywhere. <laughs> I need more fingers. S- seriously. Do you switch them out
1: often? I actually do, yeah. Do you- I do switch them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like recently, I just acquired this one ring that I'm wearing from Ian's father who just passed away. Uh-huh. And um, this one is actually from Larry. Um, Thanks, and Larry. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just, you know, when I source and hunt and go to estates or whatever, I if a piece calls to me, I, I you know, I can't help but pick one up. So, yeah.
0: That's so cool. How, what does your ring collection look like?
1: Um,
0: I probably have like 10 more rings in addition to this. I mean, they're spectacular (laughs) and they're all so unique.
1: Yeah. They're fun.
0: What is your favorite time period of vintage?
1: Um, That's a hard question because I really do love Love it all. Yeah. I love it all. And I really appreciate every era. So our store doesn't carry like the earlier stuff, like the Victorian or twenties or thirties. They're just so hard to come by also very fragile at this point. I used to carry twenties dresses when I first, first started
0: and it was just
1: too hard to do. It was too hard to do. So, um, so we carry, um, you know, pretty much sixties and up. Um, But if I had to really pick one era, I would really have to say, I do love, I do love the eighties. I mean it's just a lot of fun. So
0: fun. And the embellishment.
1: It's just crazy. You yeah. know, the puff shoulders and metallic. But then I love this set. I mean, it's just tough. But yeah. The 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 crazy, wacky, wide statement studded belts and huge insane earrings and yeah, it was just gaudy and just a lot of fun.
0: Unapologetically gaudy. Exactly.
1: Just gaudy and fun.
0: <laughs> I love that. What era do you find your clients like the most?
1: I think it's so mixed. Is it mixed as well? Yeah it's very mixed. Um, What I think is um, so fun is that we have so much fashion behind us so Mm -hmm. we anything goes nowadays and I think we're very lucky to have experienced all these decades of fashion and that we now are able to mix and match and wear jeans with a 20s top or wear an 80s earring with you know, a 60s dress, I mean, you can really, honestly do whatever you want, which is fun.
0: One of the things that I think is so special about LA too is that it really it really supports
1: the individual
0: style of the mm-hmm. person. I mean, you could walk down the street wearing a garbage bag and people would be like, good on you. Yeah, think You look great, Yeah, live your best life. Exactly. And for me at least, developing my own personal style in Los Angeles and with the assistance of Recess LA, um, it's just this really cool fashion community where you can truly wear anything you like.
1: Yeah. So that, I, I really, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's just so fun for you in helping your and helping your clients cause everyone is so unique Yeah, and everyone loves what they love and that could be across the board.
1: Yeah, exactly. And also, um, what's fun is, you know, sometimes people who come in aren't necessarily bold, to wear something like a beaded jacket to dinner, but after, you know, trying it on at the store and seeing that it can be paired down with jeans or, you know, a simple slack and a t-shirt and converse, it all of a sudden feels wearable. And I can't tell you how many clients I have pushed, but in a good way to just go for it. And have fun with it because they'll say, Oh god, I love this, but I just when would I ever wear it? I'm like, You just wear it. Life is too short, you just gotta go for it. You
0: said the same thing to me the other day. Exactly. High-waisted, black,
1: exactly, maxi
0: skirt with sequence everywhere. And yeah. I'm like, Marie, where
1: in the world am I going in this? And yeah, you're like
0: you're putting tennis shoes on and a t-shirt, and you're going everywhere. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. You're putting a slit in it because we thought that would look better. Yes. And you're wearing it with Converse and you're wearing it with like a cute little bodysuit. And all the jewels done. And all your jewelry and That's an outfit, and it's fine that it's sequined, you know. It's even better. It's even better that it's sequined. Yeah, the best. We get stuck wearing casual, you know,
0: athleisure. Literally, like
1: everyone's in Lululemon. Uh huh. And it's like you know, no, no, you gotta have fun with it. Gotta have
0: fun. Mm -hmm. Where can our listeners find you outside of the the radio show?
1: Um at my store. Yes, because <laughs> I live there. Uh-huh. Um, but obviously on our Instagram and our website.
0: And recess LA is on La Brea in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Exactly. And the Instagram is recess LA. Yes. Online.
1: Amazing. Yes. And recess com. Yes, recessla.com, recess la Instagram, and just at the store.
0: Incredible. Well, you continue to inspire me. Thank Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. I don't want this show to end. I know, I know. We could go on and on. I know, it's so true. And good luck with all of the expansions and construction of the store. Thank you so much. I can't wait for you to see it. Good luck with your move. Thank you. I'll see you. I'll see you soon. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Oh, my goodness. I cannot believe how fast that hour went by. Thank you so much to Marie and Teresa SLA for joining us on this show. Thank you to our production team at Island City Media Group. Be sure to tune into the broadcast at Dash Radio and the podcast on Spotify each week. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe and connect with me on social media at Maren Costello and Maren Costello Radio. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you guys next week. to me your thoughts, yeah, yeah,
1: and I figured out how, yeah, shared all your secrets, yeah, don't make a sound, yeah, I'm so cold, got the temperature rising, ain't no telling what we gon' do, I sit
0: right here, no hands, ay, I say you need it, my shit is amazing Yeah, I'm conceited, boy keep your head up Don't look defeated Yeah, 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 cause I got the good